Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. A Maryland judge gives the go-ahead to continue a lawsuit involving the Trump Hotel. The lawsuit claims payments from foreign governments to the hotel benefit President Trump's family business and violates the emoluments clause of the Constitution. Maryland and D.C. filed the lawsuit, claiming the Trump Hotel puts local hotels at an unfair disadvantage. The Trump Organization, the defendant in the case, tried to dismiss the lawsuit. Some employees at the Environmental Protection Agency have to find a new office. EPA offices in the Ronald Reagan Building in Washington, D.C. suffered a water leak, forcing staff to be relocated. The General Services Administration says it's brought in a water remediation contractor to remove the water that same day. GSA says the work will continue until the affected area is available for use once again. The CIO Council seeks to give agencies a new sandbox to play in. The Small Business Administration is testing a platform that will let agencies pilot new technologies and methodologies. The CIO Council's Innovation Committee provided the funding for SBA to create this innovation sandbox. The platform is an infrastructure-as-a-service capability that lets agencies perform statistical experiments in a secure cloud-based environment. Based on the pilot, the CIO Council will decide if a government-wide sandbox is feasible, as well as identify best practices for others to create their own sandbox. I'm Jason Miller. The American Federation of Government Employees says it won't back down until the Education Department agrees to return to the negotiating table over a new collective bargaining agreement for its employees. AFGE education leadership say employees are getting inconsistent messages since the department decided to implement new terms. The agency's document doesn't include more than 36 previously agreed to articles on telework, performance management, and filing a grievance. AFGE Council 252 President Claudette Young says some education employees are being told not to telework while some are allowed to continue. The Army is getting rid of multiple choice questions in all of its education classes. Questions will now focus on writing. The service is making the change so soldiers can get college credits for their work and to make them more adept leaders. The service is also making credentialing classes more accessible to soldiers. President Trump nominates James Anderson as Assistant Secretary of Defense for Strategy, Plans, and Capabilities. Anderson is currently the Vice President of Academic Affairs at the Marine Corps University. He previously served as the Director of Middle East Policy in the Office of the Secretary of Defense. The firing of Veterans Affairs Secretary David Shulkin means continued uncertainty on many fronts. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. If confirmed to replace Shulkin, Navy Rear Admiral Ronnie Jackson faces a long agenda he will not have set. Jackson would need to deal with the controversial Choice Program for Outside Care, VA's ungainly facilities inventory, and a multi-billion dollar project to replace its decades-old electronic health record. Plus, VA has 40,000 job openings it's been unable to fill. Some veteran service organizations question Jackson's qualifications. I'm Tom Temin. Eight members of Congress want the Government Accountability Office to look into the Interior Department's decision to reassign 33 senior executives. House Oversight and Government Reform Committee Ranking Member Elijah Cummings, along with Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee Ranking Member Claire McCaskill, and Senators Tom Carper and Heidi Heitkamp were among the members who signed the letter. The Interior Inspector General is already reviewing the reassignments. And a former FBI agent is charged with sharing secret documents to the media. Former agent Terry Alberry faces two counts of unauthorized disclosures of national defense information. The Justice Department claims Alberry shared details on how the FBI assesses confidential informants to a reporter. The agency claims he did it sometime between February 2016 and January 2017. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.